Do you experience every emotion, but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. We're, we're so excited to be here with another one of our mini-sode guests, and this one is near and dear to my heart. Um, her name is Randa Caraba. We have been friends for... I don't even know how long, Randa, a decade at this point. I believe so, yes. I Maybe knew 2012, her 2013, so that's 10 years, yeah. That's crazy. And I have seen her go through all of her phases of life. I love that the one, I love the one she's currently in right now. I'm so proud of her. But we started back in our Southern Jewels days, and that was so much fun. If you guys don't know Randa, she has always been a hustler. And it's not just, you see her now, and she is so active on social media with all her brands. But on top of that, too, she's an amazing mom. She's an amazing wife. She has a great family. And just we're so honored to have her on today. So welcome, Randa. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. You're someone who's always been near and dear to my heart. I just feel like when you know women that have that like women empowerment mindset and that hustle mentality, you kind of like flock together and stick together. Agreed. A hundred percent. So I just wanted to, you know, jump right off the gun because you have had probably one of the most incredible journeys of anyone I've ever met. And a lot of it has been through self-improvement. And I think that's so cool because it's easy to get stagnant in your life, but you just keep moving forward. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you okay. end up with this fitness empire? Yes. Okay. So it's really crazy. You know, Southern Jewels days, I'm sure a lot of people maybe don't even know about that anymore because I sold that company in beginning of 2019. But I mean, I had my, my season of owning a boutique. I would go to the NFR, Vegas, you know, all the fashion markets. We were online. We did fashion shows. Alexis came and walked in one of our charity fashion shows. Um, so many different things. And what was crazy is I actually made the Aggie 100. Um, like, I think we were the number 11 fastest growing Aggie owned company um, at that point of like the five previous years. That was in 2015. And then 2016 hit. And this was the year where a lot of things changed, like where I was located. Um, they had taken away some of like the uh, the rights for printing things as far as like Texas A&M and where, where I'm at, it's like a big college town. So that really kind of affected sales. We were kind of starting to, like we had this boom with Johnny Football and joining the SEC in 2012, right when I opened my big store and I boomed off of that. And then we kind of were going into the season where like our football team wasn't as good or like calendar schedule wasn't as good and all those things affect you when you're you know like a retail business in like such a college-based town and this was also the time that I feel like online shopping previous to that I had done really well but I don't think really until 2016 hit did like online shopping really become a thing for everybody I feel like those years before even though I did good online there were still some of my older clients or the moms or different people who were like didn't trust online or still thought they needed to go into a store to like try things on. Right. And then Amazon just really changed the game for everybody. So when that happened, then I was honestly 
putting so much money into a storefront when so much more of um, my sales were starting to come from online, which didn't have that same overhead. So to make a smart business move in 2017, I shut the store. I was getting married and really I didn't know how to not be married to my store, if I'm being honest. Like mm -hmm. I remember the Christmas before I got married. So I was shutting the store December 31st, but I hadn't told anybody. And on Christmas Eve, I, I had told myself for years, I am not going to be the woman running the store the day before and after Thanksgiving and the day before and after Christmas forever. But mm -hmm. it always turned out that way. Even if I would schedule it, like no one, no one's going to show up the way the boss does, especially like if people are that I have employed are college girls that don't live in town, if that makes sense. And so I remember yeah. seeing this dad with like two or three little ones. I can't remember in the cart and like groceries. And he, like number one, I'm not like a pro grocery shopper back then. Now I am. But back then, this guy coming to me for help really means he was like desperate. And you could tell he like truly needed help buying groceries for the family's Christmas Day dinner because his wife was at work. And, you know, God, I'll get emotional. But, you know, when you see visual things and you're like, this is not what I want my life to be. That was yeah. like my, I already knew it was coming, but I'm like, I'm shutting this because this is not what I want my life to be. And so for the next year, um, to be very honest, I feel like I felt like I needed to prove to people that I wasn't quote unquote going out of business and that my business could still survive only store only like only with an online storefront. And I did, mm -hmm. I, I made a profit. Did I like it? No. Like, I guess the thing was I had started this fashion boutique where I loved styling women and interacting with women and helping them look and feel their best for like the most exciting moments of their lives when you're getting dressed up to go to events or engagement pictures or different things like that. And then I was like running this warehouse and shipping and it, it's just not what I wanted anymore. And it, it's just the industry changed. And so with that, you know, I went through like a layoff. I went through, you know, moving my business and to be very frank, I lost 40 pounds the year before I got married and not in a healthy way. It was just, I was working nonstop and not taking the time to eat. I was not intentionally trying to lose that much weight or intentionally not trying to eat. If that makes sense, like Grant would call and be like, Hey, you need to eat lunch. But I think stress and just being overworked can, can melt some weight away from you. But oh, I don't think sure. it was necessarily a good look. Cause you know, like when people lose a lot of weight really fast, like keto or something, you almost kind of look like you've aged yourself or like you have no shape or kind of like loose saggy skin. Or I felt like that's what I was looking like right when I shut my store. And I had one month until our wedding, we got married on February 4th. And I was like, if I've shut my store down, I truly now am going to call this a luxury to be able to go to the gym or go get my workout in because I'm not running the storefront 12 or 14 hours a day anymore. And so I did it every single day before my wedding and felt like I looked my best. I was so proud, all of those things. And then I got back from the honeymoon and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to stop. <laughs> I feel good. I look good. I want to keep doing this. And so honestly, I was sharing, I was someone who always shared so much on social media because I kind of started with business before social media was even a thing. And so I was just kind of always an oversharer. And what I noticed is women started really connecting to me so much more off of my fitness journey, even though I didn't really know what the hell I was doing back then, but I was trying <laughs> it out and putting it out there. And I really started to realize like health and wellness or feeling like good and confident in your skin or like improving your, your health, like really from the core, that is for every woman. The boutique I had and the style that I carried was not for every woman. So from a business perspective, my eyes were opened 
that not only is this for every woman, but as I start to age and mature, because I was approaching 30, I was in this college town where everyone, I guess, kind of thought my boutique was young because of a college town. I'm like, not only can I hit every woman now, but this is going to age and mature with me because it doesn't go out of style. I love that so much. I Everything you just said, I'm hitting that right now. <laughs> That's the journey I'm in right now. Absolutely. It is so crazy how life changes from like early mid twenties to then mom life, married life, full career life. It really does. I really resonate with what you said though, with people with connecting with you through social, because this is really the first time we've talked and through your social, through PowerFit, all that. I do. I feel those things that you were saying that you strove for with your boutique, helping women feel their best, empowering them. And I just see where that has so naturally come into your now, yeah, what fitness empire essentially. So I really wanted to talk to you about how did you, I guess, go about creating something in a space that can be, it can be so detrimental to to women to think too much about, oh, transformations, all this. There is nothing detrimental or negative about PowerFit. It was so empowering. And personally, I think it has a very different focus than most workout and health plans. I would agree with that. Now, I will say we still do fitness challenges. So those, not that they're 100% judged on physical transformation, like the $50,000 challenge right now is actually judged on three parts. But what you're going to see is a physical transformation. So that is still part of it. So when you go to our page, you are going to see progress photos, or some people call them before and afters. And you are going to see those things, but that's not really what everything that PowerFit is about. Do I think that is what initially gets people in or gets their attention or makes them think the program works? Absolutely. But I feel like once we have a client, like the way I like to say it is, I don't need to be the first fitness program you try out because I want to be the last. Like we're about yeah. sustainability. And I even think when women come on with PowerFit, not only is it sustainable, but at first you're like all excited. Maybe your first couple of challenges or like the physical progress or the before and afters and, you know, the way that your body is changing. But then you start realizing like, okay, it is like forever work. Like even to just maintain the body that you or I or anyone listening has today takes some form of work to keep the exact same body. And so I think realizing that there was no end goal or there's no finish line, there's no destination type goal. I think once women really kind of get into our community and get a coach or actually truly like embracing all that the PowerFit program is, not just like signing up, paying their money and not doing it. But once they're actually in it, I feel that that transformation really starts to take place within them. And then that's why they stay. And they're making, you know, friends and, and connections along the way because, you know, just like I was just saying, you know, kind of with like aging and maturing and things going differently in your life, I'm noticing the same thing goes with friendships, you know, and I'm sure that both of you ladies can attest to this too. Listen, I have some OG amazing friends that are 15, 20, 25 year friendships. I mean, I believe Alexis pretty much knows all of them, but I yeah. also, I felt like got to a place where kind of before my boutique was transitioning, like the year before that, I went through a really hard breakup. It was kind of like embarrassing and I got cheated on and like people knew and, you know, it just like kind of crushes your soul. And then you're in this evolution of business and 
it can seem like you're not successful anymore. You're losing it all right type thing. And so you really kind of have to start diving into like self-development and self-awareness and self-growth, which is also such a big aspect of power fit. But with those things, like we are at different places in our lives as far as friends that even though some of my best friends from 20 years, they may not be exactly where I am right now in my life or in my journey, but I can find like similarities with some of my, the fitness ladies that I've connected with within PowerFit that are my coaches or my employees or my team members. It's just like a different connection, if that makes sense. So it's not replacing the friends that I had, but when I was first starting to work out, I didn't have any fitness friends. And, you know, we talk about gym intimidation and you go in and when you first start kind of learning that you are intimidated, but then to not really have any friends it's even a little more like lonely of a walk, if that makes sense. So I really mm -hmm. think what has really helped with the connectivity side and made PowerFit so very different than just the physical transformation is truly the empowerment coaches in the small groups and like the influencer groups, these, these small communities where these women are truly making friends and have these little internet buddies that, you know, cheer them on that they may only see once a year at a meetup or they may not come to one of our meetups until three or four years down the road, but they feel like they know people when they walk into a room of those people, if that makes sense. I love this so much. I got to tell you my power fit story, Randa, because Catherine okay. and I both are in your $50,000 challenge right now. Yes, I'm, seeing all the I'm so I'm proud. On, I'm on week four, but um, week two, I went to Hawaii and mm -hmm. I am terrified of the gym. And every morning I woke up at 5 a.m. and went down there and it was packed because everybody's on different time zone, obviously. And mm -hmm. I had the courage to ask a guy if I was doing a workout right. And he was in there with his wife. And I was like, I know this is really embarrassing, but like you have great form and stuff. Can you all show me if I'm doing this right? I would have never done that five years ago, ever. I would have been too, have too much pride. And mm -hmm. it, yeah. And so this program though, I was so motivated by it. I was like, you know what? Like I'm tired of making excuses. I'm tired of counterfeiting my journey of getting back to being healthy. And so because of you, like I, I just have a lot more confidence and courage to ask people this thing. So your program is changing lives, whether I know you hear it all the time, but like from our firsthand experience, Catherine and I have been through so many health problems the past few years, and this program's really changed our lives. That makes me feel really good. And I'm so glad that y'all, you know, entrust in me and, you know, you bringing up that you asked another guy in the gym. I'm so glad you had that courage, but also, you know, with power, yes, we, we have the video demonstrations and the. Um, voiceover coaching. So it's like you're training with me, but you know, sometimes the best way to learn is just to do and try and ask along the way, because you can watch a video and be told exactly what to do. Right. But it takes <laughs> like, like time and courage and kind of doing it before you can truly perfect it. And I think that also can be a little intimidating in this fitness sector because, because of social media, everything you see out there is like, you know, professionals or certified trainers or everyone perfect. And I think that that is another reason why people kind of connected with me back when I didn't know what the hell I was doing with fitness before I was a professional, <laughs> because I was sharing the stuff that probably didn't look right as I was learning, you know? And so I think that there is a, a connective spot of like, not of like understanding that just because you're taught and you're shown and you're given every tool to do it, to not get down on yourself that it takes like time and effort along the way to actually perfect your skill. It's like that with anything. Well, your app is probably the easiest app I've ever used as far as fitness. And I have tried everything. 
Um, one thing that Catherine and I really want to know about you is we know because we're the girls constantly pouring into other people, how hard it is to always be the person motivating, but who motivates you? You know, I, what's crazy is so many of the power fit women say I motivate and encourage them, but they do the exact same for me. And I think that was another reason why I kind of originally started sharing fitness stuff before I was, you know, in that industry because social public pressure is a real thing. It's like, if I'm posting that I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this challenge or I want to get abs before this vacation in six weeks, now everyone knows and like, I have to do it type thing. So it's yeah. also, I feel like me showing up for the members helps them, but also, man, I'm no one's motivated every single day, right? So I would say the woman that I'm wanting to continuously strive to be and to build is what motivates me, but also knowing that there are so many women that look to me keeps me going on the hard days. And I think, Randa, that's something you have helped me lean into is not just showing up in the community, but taking that extra step and putting like an Instagram story out there because of the accountability, it just, it's for me, but it makes me feel so good because then I feel like, okay, I know I'm on this journey and it's positive and uplifting, you know, going back to the transformations, you celebrate everything. And that makes, I think it much more attainable because it's not like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. But my big question right now is a lot of your workouts are for beginners, but for, I'm going to say people like us, Alexis and I, you know, she mentioned we went through a lot of health trouble in which we, we couldn't do a lot. And so we're kind of starting from a ground zero muscle building, all of this. What would you say to people who get halfway through one of your workouts and think, oh <laughs> my gosh, I don't know if I can do this right now. If you got through half of a workout, that's half of a workout more than you probably got yesterday. And I think that's great. Like truly, I, I think progress over perfection. I think it comes down to, do you see that glass half full or half empty? Do you see that workout as you still have half more to go or that you already completed half of it? Okay. I love so, that. Optimism, pessimism type thing. Love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And hey, if you're not able to finish it all right now, well, I think I know a goal that you can put for yourself to attain in the future. You know, I think so many people want everything because of social media. We want this instant gratification of right now. Like I want this to be my best workout right now. I want to be able to do everything right now when really, I mean, even I've had to go through that with building this app. It's been the hardest building creation process I've ever been through in my life. I just wanted it done, but it's who we are becoming and how we're being cultivated and grown and developed in the journey. That really is where the magic happens. I love Tell that. us a little bit about the app development. Oh, sorry, Catherine. Oh my God. Go oh my God. Do we want to? <laughs> yes. yes, I do. I want to know because you said it took you a full 14 months to do it. And uh -huh. I mean, I can only imagine what went into that. Today is the very last day of app development for now. There is still another probably month's worth of some things I want to do in the future, but I'm out of gas. I want to like kind of take the time to listen to, to consumer feedback. And a lot of what I'm wanting to build out in the, the last like 
four weeks that it needs is more um, things for like the back inside data reporting things for my coaches to like manage on the backside of their coaching group. So it doesn't affect the user, if that makes sense. So right now the app is fully done. Today is the very last day. And this is the end of month 16. So I even think just in our world, it is very hard to work that long on something that you don't get to, I guess, for instance, I had the PowerFit website up and running for it's over four years old now. So, you know, that was functioning, but now I'm putting all of my time and money and energy and resources into something that takes me 16 months to build before I can ever even launch it or see if it's going to work or see if it's going to stick or see if I'm going to make money. It's almost like building a million dollar spec home that you cannot rent out until 14, 15 months. I mean, the, the financial dedication and, um, just what's the word I'm looking for when you're discipline that it takes is, is so much because normally when you're putting like more into your business, like putting more money and energy and, and like, resources into your business, you normally don't have to wait that long to see it or to be able to use it or for your clients to be able to, to benefit from it, if that makes sense. So the, the company was still running all along on the website, but then not only am I building this thing from the ground up that I know nothing about and I'm having to completely, you know, hire and trust other people and other systems and something completely outside of my comfort zone. It's that it takes that long of, of building it before you even have a product to go live to say, here's what I've been working on for this long. It's just the ultimate delayed gratification and discipline of what it takes. Getting the two systems to communicate together because there are still people on the website and there are people using both or there are people, you see what I mean? Like you're, you're building something brand new that doesn't even exist that has to learn how to coexist with, with something else. So for a not very tech savvy person, <laughs> that's, it's a lot to like manage and trust when some things you can't even fully wrap your head around. Yes. Anything I that's will... not instant gratification is hard. Oh yeah. Very, very. And that's what it takes in a fitness journey, you know, and honestly, not that there aren't things you can't, you know, be successful with, with instant gratification, but I think we just live in a day and age where, and I'm guilty of it too. Distractions are more prevalent than ever before. It is so easy to get off track or to not stay like focused on one thing or to, you're kind of doing this, but you've got your phone up or it's scrolling or there's media playing or, or music playing or videos going. And listen, some people are great at multitasking. I am not. So I would say I probably struggled even more so with the, the development of it because I'm not a multitasker. Okay, so I have to ask you a silly question before I ask you our last really serious question. But okay. I, to keep myself on track sometimes doing the workouts, I will play, you know, like my motivational playlist because it just pushes me. I've told Alexis, this is so silly, but I like to imagine myself in a workout montage sometimes in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite motivational song? For like while you're working out? Um, yes. My go-to is No Diggity by Black Street. I'm not going to say it's motivational. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> a rap song from like around 2010. I don't know when that song came out, but that like if I need my go-to, I've got one last, you know, set 
or I'm not really in my space or I'm not in the right in, in the right headspace. I need to block everything out and I need to turn on No Diggity by back, by Blackstreet. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I need to incorporate that into my playlist now. That's so great. Okay, I'm a so- music person over a podcast person whenever I'm working out. Now, maybe like cardio or just walking, I'll listen to a, a podcast. But again, maybe it's the no multitasker in me. It's like hard for me to be concentrating on my workout and paying attention to what they're talking about. So I just have to jam. I get that. I, I totally that. relate to that. Okay, so our one of our, I guess, deeper questions, we are bringing on people for these mini-sodes that motivate and inspire us and we think there's something special about each one of them so we want to ask you what do you think sets you apart oh I love this question I'm I'm glad that y'all are asking all your mini-sodes and honestly I would encourage the listeners right now to like think how would you answer this question because you know you'll see things where people say if you were to describe everything that you love, how long would it take for you to say yourself? And I think that's so powerful. And um, gosh, not to get emotional, but you know, life truly is like such a, a blessing and it's such an adventure. And, you know, I know we live in like such like different times of things changing and cultivating so much like socially and electronically and the way we're connected and everything like in our our government and our society and everything but also I feel like we live in such a wonderful day and age of opportunity to where you can truly create and cultivate the person you want to be and the life you want to live more so now than ever and I think that I am just someone who just has a true zest for life not only me but I really love to make other people feel that way about themselves too I love you love so that. much yeah Saranda you're amazing oh y'all got you, me you just coffee. got me all emotional <laughs> gosh you got me emotional well thank you so much for taking the time to do this I know that your life is very chaotic but I hope you know that here at Girl Talk we are huge fans of you and your family and we love you guys so much And I'm such fans of y'all too. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you, Randa. Bye, Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. These episodes are just getting more and more better to me. Catherine, I don't know if you can attest to this, but I got emotional at the end of that episode. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I absolutely did. And knowing a little bit about, you know, Randa and her history on top of this and kind of her health journey just made it so much more emotional and I do want to throw this out there for all of you listeners PowerFit is follow PowerFit at PowerFit on Instagram always posting amazing things and Randa's Instagram as well because she is she brightens my day every time I see one of her stories or anything pop up and she is as emotional and genuine and wonderful and all of the good words as she was on this podcast So we just love her and can't wait for all of you to keep following along with Randa. Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 